You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Friday afternoon. Now, in the next 15 minutes or so, we are looking ahead to World Breastfeeding Week, which is from the 1st of August to the 7th of August, with Jani Lang, the chairwoman of the Hong Kong Breastfeeding Mothers Association. Welcome back on the program. How are you doing, Jani? Hi, Noreen. I'm good. And just a little bit update. Uh, I'm now the ex-chair of the association, but I'm still really actively involved. You're still an authority in the... <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us once again. Yeah. We are on Facebook Live, so you'll be able to meet Jani there and post your comments and maybe your challenges there uh, with, with breastfeeding as well. So maybe uh, let's give some information uh, to, to, to the listeners. Uh, in recent years, we are seeing more and more uh, campaigns, public health campaigns that uh, talk about the benefits of breastfeeding. And even the hospital authority has pledged that all public hospitals uh, with maternity wards will by 2022 comply with the baby friendly hospital initiative which was an initiative uh, launched by the World Health Organization uh, back in 1991 to urge hospitals to implement practices that protect promote and support breastfeeding so let's come back to Hong Kong first of all Jenny tell us a little bit more about the work uh, that you do at the Hong Kong Breastfeeding Mothers Association the association is actually um, run by a bunch of uh, volunteers. Uh, we're basically all working moms. So we do most of our work in the evenings or during weekends. And our core work is really um, answering uh, inquiries uh, of breastfeeding mothers. And normally there are new moms. So this is like our first core work. So we do this uh, through messengers, Facebook messengers and hotline. So what happened is we know we would be actually picking up hotlines afterwards. So in the evenings we would be answering. And messengers is basically 24 hours because we have a, you know, like a good group of mom, like more than 10 of us. So we can actually answer anytime when we can see, you know, the, the question. Um, so apart from the core work, we also do efficacy. So obviously we wanted to make sure that, you know, moms have more uh, support in the society to breastfeed. And we wanted to make breastfeeding normalized again. So people can, I mean, women, moms can just breastfeed anywhere, anytime they, they wanted to. And as baby need to, you know. So uh, this is also our Ming work. So we push for uh, having breastfeeding law, like, you know, what they have in Taiwan and uh, in um, Philippines and in Holland. Yeah, let's talk about some of the laws that they have in Taiwan. How might it be different uh, to Hong Kong? I'm not so familiar with it. At the moment, we have actually... I mean, we're quite. We have been quite happy because in uh, the Equal uh, Opportunity uh, commission. Co- commission, you know, we're able to push through the uh, inclusion of, you know, protection of breastfeeding moms in the uh, sex discrimination ordinance, which is really good because at least, you know, nowadays we can have breastfeeding uh, explicitly, you know, protected under one law. Yeah, but that we talk about discrimination, so it's a bit for me. It's a bit passive yeah so you have to feel that you're discriminated and then you you make a move and say somebody discriminated me while it's i'm breastfeeding to, yeah? it's kind of hard to prove with one of these with 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 these things because how do you know somebody's exactly. discriminating against yeah. you because of your breastfeeding or your pumping yeah. rather than and you know how would you be able to collect evidence yeah. or you know make sure that people understand what you feel um, and unless you have a video of your boss, you know, making a real face and making, you know, weird comments, you know, 
uh, you, you know, but then it's very difficult. So we're always looking at laws like in Taiwan. They are, um, they're more act, like they're more direct. So you're, uh, they basically uh, say that, you know, moms are allowed to breastfeed publicly. And they also would, um, not kind of instruct, but stipulates that, you know, uh, employers uh, actually should allow employees to pump milk. So it's more, it's constructed the way uh, tailored for breastfeeding mothers. Yeah, let's talk about some of the challenges that perhaps your members have talked to you about. I mean, when they message you, what sorts of challenges, a lot of them are working mothers as well, what sorts of challenges have they sort of reported or have you found? Um, the challenges are actually, you know, it is so funny because the breastfeeding uh, mothers associations, you know, were set up nineteen ninety six. So it's like twenty something years ago, and when we picked up hotline, we still got same kind of, uh, I mean, inquiries. Which the same like, as twenty something years ago. Yeah, same same kind of questions. They're like, uh, I think I don't have enough milk, and this is. Uh, this is like, you know, for us, it's like, why why did we um, support having Hong Kong code? It was really because, you know, the information that are available um, to most moms are like, you know, you may not have en enough milk, so that's why you have to have formula. So, you know, this is really confusing because for most of the moms, when they're, you know, first time moms, they're like, you know, the first few days, everybody had, actually everybody had no milk in the first few days because it was like, the milk didn't come in and and then people were like oh my god because i'm one of those so i have to have formula and that is so wrong because once you have the formula milk and then your demand supply is completely um affected and yes. it's like oh my god then uh, the next thing is you really don't produce that much and the truth is, you know, you're absolutely right. We don't learn about these things. We don't learn about it at school. We, I mean, we really no. rely on it. If you are a pregnant mom intending to breastfeed, you do your own research yeah. online most and of the time. Not just when it's day two when you're holding your baby. Uh, you then suddenly think, oh my God, I have a problem. And you never actually try to look at things earlier. So the, you know, the education is not enough. The information, public information is not enough. And, you know... But I can't blame anyone because then you, when you were not a mom, you, why would you, you know, think of, you know, how difficult or what is breastfeeding, you know, you probably think it's natural. Yeah? Exactly. Because we have boobs and then it's like, oh, there's a baby and then... You just put the baby to your boob. Exactly. And then it's not like that for some of our listeners, male listeners maybe, if, <laughs> if, if you're not, um, you know, with a breastfeeding uh, a partner, maybe you don't know how it works, but really it works on a supply and demand uh, basis. You know, the more your baby drinks and sucks uh, from your boobs, the, the, the hopefully the more milk you will produce. But there are some women who still feel very stressed and very pressured, um, uh, I, especially I think in recent years we're seeing the rise of uh, breastfeeding um, and there are some women who feel like they don't have enough milk and they feel that pressure do you have mums who report that to you as well they yeah they obviously they still as I said having the same kind of problems which they think because then what happened is you know for breastfeeding we always encourage mums to do um, 
you know, like direct latched on because that is uh, most effective. Your baby, you know, will be able to suck in milk as he or she wants. But then uh, there are a lot of moms that have to go to work, yeah, go back to work, and then they have to start pumping. And the problem is, you know, they're always looking at how much they are pumping out, and then they get worried about it. And that is, you know, that is how they thought they don't have enough milk. Wherein we always, you know, try to remind remind moms you have to look at the output. So you count the diapers instead of you know always looking at how much milk you're pumping out because your pump may not be as effective as your baby's you know latch. Exactly. So it's like you can is- have the best pump in the world, best breast pump in the world, but it still won't be as efficient as your baby removing milk from your boobs. And not just there's no um, like no standard of yes. how long you're pumping or how you do it. I remember when I went back to work, I just basically sat there whole lunch. <laughs> Pumping milk. You're so patient. I just put it on the default setting, half an hour, and then I was like, "Oh, this is all I got." <laughs> feeling bad, but it's it's a very real feeling. Oh, it brings back memories. Um, Jenny, I also want to talk about sort of activities that your association has planned for Breastfeeding Awareness Week. Yeah, um, because then as you know, as time as time passed by, you know, we have been doing this collective uh, breastfeeding group breastfeeding kind of event for the last I think 10 or 10 years but then we felt that the last few years um, moms were not that interested in this kind of you know big show I guess you know for efficacy uh, people wanted to have different things yeah that's why, you know, they're like, oh, it's another similar kind of event. So uh, this year, because um, uh, actually we wanted to recap, you know, what happened in the last, you know, five to ten years. And we think that, you know, actually more moms are aware of, you know, uh, how benefi- beneficial breastfeeding is. So more moms are, you know, basically, you know, from the... Uh, uh, the health uh, department, yeah. Their their survey actually showed that the um, firstborn that were actually breastfed were at, like more than ninety percent. It's oh, really okay. high. I think you know if I remember it correctly, it was a very high percentage. But whether they are able to carry on, you know, till three months, four months, the actually the percentage dropped drastically. So uh, we are basically uh, focusing on support uh, to. Uh, working moms and this year instead of making those big events we are launching um like a photo uh package thing which is like breastfeeding um photo package and because our association is like it's uh charitable you know it's like a charity thing so we don't have funding for events so with the funding from the photo package uh we're hoping that next year we'll be able to start launching photo exhibitions and we wanted to portray you know breastfeeding as a natural and very beautiful thing through photographs and with that we're also hoping that we can you know continue to you know do this awareness campaign but in a subtle way instead of doing those big event everybody sit there and make a make a voice saying that we have to support this and and it's so hot to be sort of sitting outdoors (laughs) to be breastfeeding as well yeah and because you know with 
with the moms, you have to invite those moms, and they're all with tiny babies, and sometimes it's very hard to make sure that people can show up at the same day. Yeah, let's uh, perhaps talk about the the support that you've seen over the years for breastfeeding or the lack of. I mean, over the years, are we seeing more support for breastfeeding, um, or are we still lagging behind in some areas? Yeah, thanks for reminding me because then we're. <laughs> We're also launching the fifth year survey on the uh, you know like condition of breastfeeding in Hong Kong. Um, most, uh, I mean, basically on working moms. So the last four years we have been able to see like a trend. Um, people, I mean, moms are actually uh, allowed to uh, to express milk uh, for like two sessions within a eight hour working period. Uh, that percentage actually went up to 62% last year, whereas uh, the year before we were only 50%. We could see actually quite a nice, you know, um, increase. Increase, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a positive thing then. It seems that more employers are are backing and supporting it yeah. as well. And also, what about the space for uh, women to express milk as well in the workplace? Um, are, are women still having to go to the toilet? I remember a few years ago we talked about, you know, women had to bring their pumps to the toilet to pump milk for their babies. Are we seeing improvements in that area? Um, I can't actually tell you, you know, like explicitly because I don't, we don't, we haven't had survey like that, but then uh, we we actually didn't receive that kind of complaint the last two years because normally with that kind of complaints we have to do referrals yeah. so we we would help them but then we do have a bit of um, complaints like uh, having still having a bit of um, weird comments, stare yeah. uh, and comments from colleagues so uh, that is something that we wanted to still you know try to make sure we we continue they uh, try to educate you know people so that they can support you know yeah. their colleagues and it's quite interesting, Jenny. We were talking before the interview, you know, about how our grandmother's generation would breastfeed. And then when it came to my mum's generation, I mean, I was formula fed. M- my mum sort of said it was it was recommended by the hospital for them to use formula yeah. because it was healthier, <laughs> according yeah. to her. And now we're seeing that, uh, like in the hospital, I gave birth to my daughter, uh, Queen Mary. They were very breastfeeding uh, friendly. In fact, um, before m- my milk came, I was actually requesting can I have a little bit of formula? Um, my daughter came three weeks early and they, they gave me a big thick file. They said, okay, you need to read through this. Uh, these are the benefits of breast, of breast milk. Are you sure you still want formula? So it's almost the reverse of my my mum's generation. So are we seeing sort of it being a trendy, uh, it's, it's on trend that uh, more and more people are supportive of breastfeeding and perhaps it's not as, as bad as we think in Hong Kong. It is not as bad as we, as bad as the years before, obviously. Um, you know, from the hotlines and from, you know, complaints and stuff, we knew that it's, it is not as bad. That, that was also one of the reason why we're not trying to do those big events. We're trying to think of other ways because we think that it is important to continue to, um, educate people and to make the, uh, Society still environmental, um, environmental <laughs> breastfeeding friendly, which is very which is environmental, environmental yes. friendly because I mean I was the only one that didn't have to wash bottles, right? <laughs> exactly. And then and and then, but the thing is, you know, um, 
um, obviously, we still wanted to normalize the thing. Mm. So you still need to do it subtly because it's like for you, for for you and for me, you know, breastfeeding is just that two years, three years in our life, and when it's not you that are breastfeeding, sometimes you just forget and you don't remember that other people are uh, are doing it. And this is so difficult for other people who probably um, guys, you know, like they're not breastfeeding and they don't if they don't have a partner that that it's breastfeeding. It is so hard to understand and to support. Actually, you just reminded me, I was speaking to a few scientists earlier this week and there's a gel that helps men uh, lactate. Uh, for the, Exactly. I know. I couldn't believe it. I, I, I can't um, g- give you the brand, but <laughs> apparently there's a there's a new hormone, um, a gel, that, a cream that you can put on m- men's uh, chest, uh, breasts, I don't know, and it can help uh, simulate, uh, stimulate okay. um, um, milk. But anyway, that, so that's they a, have a feeling yes. at least, yeah. And milk will come out. So I, well, I actually, but it's topic- not his milk, right? <laughs> no, it is his milk. It is. Yes. Um, topic for another day. Let me just do more <laughs> research on this. Maybe it's really a topic for you know men. You can you can also try this out. Um, there's a gel being created. Will that be you know? They, but then they have to also go through the difficult part, like to query whether they they were making milk. You know, because then for for moms actually. I have to say the the sad part is most of the moms uh, they thought they haven't had enough milk and then they started to substitute with you know formula. That's yes. the that's I have to say sometimes when I pick up hotlines, this is so hard to help them when you know because it's so difficult to reverse because the babies are growing bigger and they need and they need it more and the concept in in those moms are very different because they already you know they have already been giving formula and they were measuring then their express milk yeah. and they would never be able to you know you know reverse the whole thing it's difficult because actually your milk changes with you as well so as your baby grows older your milk changes becomes a bit thicker whereas formula sort of stays the same so maybe you're increasing from a hundred milliliters to 200 milliliters for your baby but with breast milk even if you pump the same amount 100 um, it, it changes and it's okay. fattier yeah so uh, I want to end on a, a sort of more uh, positive note uh, what about attitudes from the public you know are people still conservative when they see a breastfeeding mother or are we seeing you know you know better attitudes um, or people still staring that's a big one I've heard yeah I think you know in general it is better in a way that I, I think you know these days if you wanted to say something I guess you would be like oh maybe you shouldn't <laughs> because everybody is like you know everybody will be like attacking you if you say something when somebody is breastfeeding in public yeah but then uh, for moms in general in Hong Kong there are they are actually pretty conservative so they would use nursing cloth or they would still run for a nursing room which is like for me you know when I was asked about um, uh, whether there should be standard for a nursing room and I would always say that you know uh, if you have it, it's really good. But then we encourage moms to do it naturally. Mm. So it's not like expose yourself. But um, you know, when you're you know when you're in public, you just find yourself like a corner, and you you sit. You know, even you even can sit just you know facing the wall, and you can you can do your thing. You know, and we expect people to respect that. Exactly. Well said. Well, Jenny, remind our listeners once again if they want to find out more about that about the work that you do at the Breastfeeding Mothers Association. Is there a, a social media and website people can visit? 
Yeah, we have a website, but then at the moment it's uh, it's Chinese. Uh, we still need a bit of IT support to help us to do it bilingual. But we have a Facebook uh, page. Uh, you can search Hong Kong Breastfeeding Mothers Association and Facebook does the uh, automatic translation. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time uh, today, Jenny. What a pleasure to speak to you. And that's Jenny Lung, the former uh, chairwoman of the Hong Kong Breastfeeding Mothers Association. Thank you so much for your time today.